Shut up, Jackson. Five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 63 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two teams who are one of whom is representing our division in the divisional round of the playoffs. Sure. Uh, those two teams are the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans. I'm one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. Oscar, episode 63. Who A lot of football thought? was played. Some pretty exciting things happening, specifically for the Jaguars. Um, 63, weird Sam fact, seven times nine, right? Yeah. Yep, Mr. Math over here. Yeah. For some reason, when I was growing up and we were doing like the multiplication tables, 63 was my number. Seven times nine specifically. I don't know why. That was the one I always remembered. Okay. Just a little little bit of Sam lore for you guys. Yeah. Always um, appreciate that. Also, a little um, delve into our uh, process, as yeah. it were, for this podcast, to how we kind of get our minds right. Usually we have... You know, our moment of silence to really focus ourselves before the match. Or match. The, <laughs> this, this podcast is going to be a match. Yeah. From what I have to say about the Texans. Some but, fisticuffs. Um, I spent the minutes leading up to this podcast with my eyes glazing over because we have some people here at our house. And I got stuck in the middle of a, of a five-minute accounting conversation. Yeah, my bad. It's like four extra accounts in this house right now. There are a lot of accounts <laughs> in the house. A lot of numbers being tossed around. They do this weird thing. You know, we sometimes, like, will name random NFL players. Or we'll shout out someone's name when we see them on screen. Yeah. Accounts do this weird thing where they just say numbers to each other. Yeah. So. A little quick number test. Like, Sam just threw at me with seven times mm-hmm. nine. Seven times nine. It's the best one. Um, all right. Let's do quick questions. I hear you've got a stellar quick question for me. I do. Um, what is the last thing that you spent like a pretty considerable about considerable amount of money on that you were happy with? I just bought a walking treadmill. I figured that would be your answer. And I really do like it. And I have I've used it consistently since I got it. Um, That's good. Which is a big one, and as we all know, steps are king. Um, it's the easiest way to, uh, to up my, my just health, he- overall health, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Add yeah. 2000 steps to your daily count. That's usually a pretty good bet. So that was a, I mean, it was not inexpensive for sure, but it was definitely worth it. And I can walk while I'm reading or walk while I watch a movie or something like that, which is stuff that I do quite often. Um, yeah, so that's probably it. Um, what about you? So this kind of just leads us into the episode. We'll sure. have to go back to your quick question also, but we'll circle back. Uh, it, after our podcast last week, sort of middle of the week, I decided I I was debating whether I wanted to buy tickets to the Texans playoff game. Right. And was kind of going back and forth about it. Eventually, it was like. Fuck it, I'm going to call my dad. I want He's who I want to go with. Yep. I'm going to call him and just see if he's busy on Saturday. And depending on his answer, I'm going to buy the tickets. And as soon as I called him, he was like, are you asking me what I think you're asking me? 
And so I bought us tickets, mm-hmm. and it was very expensive, but yep. it was a fucking blast. Of course it was a, a good idea to go. Come on. Of course. I don't know. like If the Jaguars played a playoff game in Texas, I would go. Fair. But my heartbeat. So we were just talking about my job. I'm an accountant. It's yep. busy season. I was going to have to work last weekend, um, and... Houston's a four-hour drive, so it was just like there were a lot of considerations. Four hundred dollars for tickets, um, but all of that ended up being worth it because Saturday was the best day in Houston Texans franchise history. Yeah, so. priceless memories. Priceless. How many, how many points did you put up? Seventy-five, forty, almost. I think. Or was 41. it over forty? Forty. Yeah. Yeah. We almost we had two opportunities last week for fifty burgers. We and did both Neither fell hit. short. Yeah, the ca- the fact that the Packers didn't get a fifty is like a crime against humanity. Especially because the Cowboys were still trying to score. Yeah, all of a sudden they can't put up a point, get a touchdown, a little two point conversion, go up to fifty. God, <laughs> there's no Sam typically does not get heated about sports, but. Start talking about 50 burgers, this man. I have such an interesting relationship with the Cowboys. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. Truly. When, 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 I mean, we'll just talk about all of the playoffs in a second here, but when the Cowboys got stomped on and then it came <laughs> out that they were not going to fire Mike McCarthy, <laughs> all of our friends are just depressed as hell in our, in like our immediately. football chat. Boom, like, boom, boom, why, yeah. why, why? This is awful. Uh-huh. And Sam's like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> it's going to be the Cowboys no matter what. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I like the Cowboys. I root for the Cowboys. Yeah. But when stuff like this happens, I'm still super happy about it. Like, I could not... I don't know. It just like I'm. I'm good either way. It's the perfect. It's the best of both worlds. Because there's part of me that feeds off of the misery of sports fans. Yeah, you and sure there's do. Almost no more. There's almost no more misery than with Cowboys loss like this. Yeah. I I ran in here to talk to Wyatt right after that game just to see what mood he was in. Evil. I'm a sick little boy. All right, hit me with your question, and then we'll. Uh... We'll talk about the rest of the playoffs. I'm going to ask you for a song recommendation. Okay. Live on the pod. Last week, Oscar came in hot. This was off air. So I'm kind of airing out our dirty laundry here a little bit. Oh, God. And he's like, I gave a really good song recommendation. And now a guy at work is a little... Like, in love with the artist. And he keeps on emailing me about it. Yeah. This was last week. It was. Our partner. Our audit partner. Your audit partner. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm going to drop the drop the hammer on you again. Spotlight, shine in your face. What's a song people should listen to? Well, uh, I have been sending out these song recommendations at work as part of a weekly email that I send out. And I'll just send the one. So, the one that I sent last week was Drink the River by Gabe Lee. Really good yep. country song. But the song that I recommended this week, if you like, like, Fleetwood Mac, Mamas and the Papas, there's a group that's, like, more, like, current age called Blazin' or Bazin'. Sure. Uh, and their song, Going on a Feeling. Very good. Okay. 
mounting to the list. Hold on. Going on a feeling. Yeah. By Balin. Balin, that's it. Balin. Yeah. Okay, and then I will drop a recommendation yeah, as well. Please. Um a song that I've been listening to, uh I can only listen to it like maybe two or three times a week. Um, because it's just like, I don't know, it's a weird it's it's not the type of song you just listen to all the time. Okay. It's a, it is it's also not in English, it's called Katachi. Shuku oh. to- Tokumaru. It is it's the right vibe though. It's very good. So you give gotta it a, send it to me. Give it a listen. Yeah. It's a little wacky, but I very much enjoy it. Let's hop back into football. Football. So should we just go game by game? Yeah, let's go through game by game. Um which one do you want to start with? You wanna start with uh let's, let's just do Texans. It was the first game of last weekend. Fair enough. Um Texans it, Browns. Yeah. So obviously I was there, had had the first person view. Um, I didn't see you guys once. Well, we were in the six hundred section, so that's not shocking. A little wild. Um, I thought they'd let Dan down on the field. I thought let him they like would run do. the flag down yeah. or something. I thought they'd let him play. They would dress him up like a bull, let him run around. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gonna listen to this on his way to work this week. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay, well, <laughs> the game started. Like the shootout that everyone thought it was going to be, teams were trading touchdowns. Uh, both quarterbacks were playing well. Yep. I believe it was frankly, seventeen. Are you? Good? I was just going to say, frankly, I mean, we'll get into some Joe Flacco stuff that and some CJ Satch stuff specifically, but I think both both of these quarterbacks like played pretty well like joe flacco he had a couple picks we'll talk about but like he didn't play a bad football game no like he did what we thought joe flacco would do as a good joe version of himself and yeah minus those two plays right right which if we go back i told you well going into that he's good for two he's gonna happen two picks and he's done that in every game he has basically so we expected that so yeah joe flacco was the same flacco yeah the texas were just better yeah which is great and we turn those picks into pick sixes, which right, is, which helps a lot. Yeah, helps a ton. Um, so I think it was seventeen to ten at half. Yep, seventeen to fourteen, maybe. Mm. Um, but super close game. Yep, it, it was great being there. It was an electric playoff atmosphere. It was loud, man. Super loud, like like the loudest. It came across. Game that it came across really in well. the TV. Yeah, wow. came across really well. There were a ton of Browns mm-hmm. fans, which I did not expect. They, I think they travel pretty well, hmm. but dog pound lot. <laughs> <laughs> they bark, yeah, do all they? the time. <laughs> yes, awesome. all the time. We're like climbing the staircase to get to our seats, and like Texans fans are like just like high fiving sure, and like hyping sure. each other up. And every like minute or so, someone would go dog pound, and everyone would go hoo hoo. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Um, but yeah, some really nice fans. Uh, obviously, some jabs were traded back and forth about Sean sure. Watson. Sure. 
about the Texans sucking. Has a field paid sucking. the most guaranteed money in NFL history to a guy who's worse than Joe Flacco. <laughs> that the, that kind of off, thing. Off the couch. <laughs> um, oh. But then that first half happens, and like I didn't check Twitter till after the game, but a lot of people were tweeting about like, man, this is an offensive masterclass. Like, it's really going to come down to a couple stops. Sure. Yada yada. Right before halftime. So I think it was 14-14. Texans are driving. CJ gears up and throws a laser downfield. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins slowed up on the route a little bit, missed it, turned into a field goal. Yep. And I was like, that is going to mean something. Like, <laughs> we had the touchdown, like, wide open, guaranteed touchdown. Yep. Halftime. Vibes are good, but like are, still super yeah, nervous. Vibes are good. Uh, and then the second half starts. The Browns back to back pick sixes, backbreakers. Yeah, backbreakers. After after the after the second pick six, it's like okay, well this is definitely. over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one, Joe Flacco kind of rushed the throw as he was getting hit. Yeah, duck. Steven Nelson gets under it, and then well they were driving to that point. Yeah, no, they were on like the thirty yard line. Yeah. And uh, then Steven Nelson gets under it and just got the perfect runway to run it like 70-something yards back. Mm -hmm. Then the Browns get a couple more plays, and Christian Harris jumps in front of the tight end. Easy pick. I mean, no one was going to touch him. Um, And from that point on, it was like I was crying. Yeah. Like, it was was awesome. Yeah. but, yeah, from that, the Texans scored another touchdown. I think Devin Singletary ran another touchdown in. But from that point, it was it's like... It's just over, yeah. Davis Mills played with, like, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the Browns just never again had a drive that looked like much of anything yeah. at that point. It was, it was over. It was freaking awesome, though. Um, and I wasn't even rooting for the Texans. Yeah. It was sweet. It was uh, it was good enough to where I was wooing a couple of times towards the end. Hell yeah! Of you know, well, at a certain point, you just gotta enjoy some good football plays. Yeah, so. and there were some of those. Mm-hmm. Well, you did say on the podcast last week that it was a win-win. Either you watch the Browns, who like yeah. plenty to hate there, yeah. get stomped on, or you watch the Texans, divisional rival, yeah, my favorite team, yep. lose. So. You got one of those. Um, I'm a. I will say, looking forward, you guys are playing the Ravens this week. Yes. I am rooting for the Texans this week because I I can't root for a favorite like a almost double digit favorite. I'm not okay. gonna do that. I like that. I'm not I gonna like do that. that. Um, also, the Texans are the yeah. only team to never make a conference championship. So this oh, would be. Really? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that adds a new wrench. <laughs> kind of. That adds a wrinkle to it. I don't know. I like history. What can I say? Yeah. I yeah. like to preserve that. Understood. Plus, if you guys lose to the Ravens here, the one the the one seed in the AFC, uh-huh. it will I will begin a year long campaign. Of convincing everyone that the Texans are going to follow the exact path the Jaguars did. Okay. After winning one playoff game and losing to the one seed Chiefs. Um, and then proceeding to have 
like the most disappointing year possible the next year. Okay. And it kind of works. Technically, it was Trevor's second year. Also, but like, the first year was Urban, so I just like. Yeah, but. We're going to do the same thing that you guys did going into Trevor's second year, which was spend a bunch of money yep. and use a bunch of draft picks. Ah, you guys are going to preserve it all. Oh. Okay. Going for a big fish. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You're really I mean, beef up your special teams. I... <laughs> <laughs> the first $50 million <laughs> kicker in the NFL. <laughs> Is a Houston Texan. Um. So yeah, it was it was a great game, man. Uh, we can, I think we should hit the rest of the playoffs, and then we can come yeah, back and, come back and, and talk second round. But, um, just an incredible experience. Uh, got to see some of my buddies mm-hmm. at the game, um, and the whole crowd. I mean, this the cool thing about sitting in the six hundred levels is that's usually where the like. T- season ticket holders like the fans that actually care about the team sit yep um because usually people sitting in the lower decks are people that just want to spend money on a playoff football game right so the crowd was going nuts only downside really hate to see my my prince go out so go out like that so meekly yeah i don't think he's done i don't know man i don't think he's done he could ride off so nice right now. I just know if he comes back and he plays for someone, like, he's gonna, he's gonna eventually, like, he'll be a backup for someone, right? Yeah. And then, like, inevitably, he will play at some point, though. Yes. He's gonna look awful. And I just... I don't know. I want him to go out on a high note. Who knows? I'm a stallion. I think that if he had won that game... He would have retired after this season. I think not winning. Man, speaking of, before the game, there were a lot of people that were like, this is the Browns year. They've got the magic. They're, you know, what happens if Flacco wins another Super Bowl? Does he go to the Hall of Fame? There's a lot of these type of conversations. Yeah. And then they get stomped on by the Texans, and everyone continues to see the Texans as, like, the worst team in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that the team that people would like look to as worse than you guys and the Packers also stomped a really good team. Right. I think the Bucks an are, arguably better team. I think the Bucks are the worst team in the playoffs, yeah. personally. But I, yeah. I I don't care if someone's got the Lions or Packers ahead of us. I think yeah. I think it doesn't you know, it doesn't help that you guys have to play the Ravens next week too. Right. I think that that is. It might the, hurt your case. I think that's the reason why people think that. But, um, yeah. Anywho, rest of the playoffs. The Saturday night game was Chiefs Dolphins. Yep. That was the third coldest game in NFL history. Yeah, and it was just kind of. Yeah. The one bright spot yeah. was Rasheed Rice. Well, and also Tyreek had a cool touchdown, cool long touchdown. Yeah, like the Dolphins only play of the game. It was just, yeah. So, you know what was fun, though? Travis Kelsey dropped, like, four passes. Yeah, he did not look good. That was awesome. He Taylor was there. Not. You know what they didn't do? They didn't show Taylor after any of those drops. Well, Shoot to Taylor. Well. Come on. Why not? Shoot to somebody. Shoot to a fan. People, these players mess up, and they never shoot to someone. They do if it's... 
It really depends on the player. They do if it's, like, funny. Like, Kadarius Tony messes up. They cut to the fans yeah. every time because they're always like, fuck you. And it's funny. When it's Travis Kelsey. Listen, talking about crime against humanity. Kadarius Tony being inactive, them not putting him out of the field in the, like, fourth coldest game in NFL history. They are depriving us of the most entertaining aspect of the Chiefs. Agreed. I don't understand why they haven't just started using him in like a Jarek McKinnon scat back type of role. Or make him a return man. Yeah, he's good at that. Yeah, if he can catch the ball. Um. Yeah. Agreed. I think that it's probably just like bad juju. They they Dol- don't want him around. Yeah. The Dolphins. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has probably said, "Don't put him on the fucking field." Right. Um. The Dolphins just can't beat a good team, or even like an okay team to save now their lives. Now they're own eleven in their last eleven games played under forty degrees, which isn't even that cold. Like, Saturday's game was very cold, but that's not that cold. (laughs) Kind of embarrassing. Um, They are the Cowboys of the AFC this year. Yeah. Just not being any good teams. Beating the crap out of bad teams. Yeah. So I follow this person who's a Bills fan who's biased for sure, but they um, make this tweet every year that's like, Mike McDaniel's shtick works during the regular season, but I can't imagine when what that guy says in a locker room when they're getting killed towards the end of the season or in the playoffs. It's a fair point. Which is fair. It's a fair point. He is an offensive genius. I don't know that he's a good head coach yet. It is also kind of hard to, like... Like, you think of great head coaches in the past, like Bill Belichick. Or Andy Reid or something like that. I can picture right now in my head them getting angry. Or like getting on someone or doing something like that. I mean, Jimmy Johnson. Oh my god, did you see him at halftime of the Cowboys game? (laughs) Fucking hilarious. Um, No, yeah. um, But like, I can't picture Mike McDaniels like taking control of... No, and I mean, we don't know for sure. Like, we could just be making shit up here, but... I'm spreading it. It's official. Okay. A Dolphins player told me this. Yeah. You're a sources guy. Uh Uh-huh. So the Dolphins are going to have to have a Tua conversation this offseason. He's playing on his his fifth-year option next year, and this is the time to extend him if they want to. We'll see if they do. Um, We can talk about that later. The one play that you talked about, the Tyreek Hill deep touchdown, was the most severely underthrown touchdown pass I may have ever seen. Agreed. And normally... Weirdly enough, it helped him get to the end zone. It did. It did. The corner ran past the ball. Um, Normally, quarterbacks, when they underthrow balls like that, it's like they're trying to draw defensive pass interference. Yep. He just couldn't get it there. He just didn't get it there. So It comes back to the question of, if you're going to move off of a guy like this, there has to be a better option. There does. To move to. Yeah. And what is that? Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about, there's going to be another quarterback, what's that game, moving chairs? 
It's moving chairs. No, it's not it. Musical chairs. Musical chairs. <laughs> There's going to be another. <laughs> you guys want to play moving chairs? <laughs> <laughs> what movie you want to see? Gorilla versus Kong. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's going to be another quarterback moving chairs this off season that we'll, we'll get into quarterback is usually someone available that we don't expect. Yes. Um, okay. Are they better or worse with Russell Wilson as their quarterback next season? Or is that a lateral move? I'm going to say lateral. I'm going to say, uh, worse in the regular season, better in the playoffs. So okay, and we're gonna talk about it briefly with the Cowboys too. But there's a lot of people who have called for da- called Dak's name, which is so. Stupid. Which is like, okay, I I'm of two minds. He's a very good quarterback. Um, I told you at the beginning of the season that I don't care what he does in the regular season. He did I couldn't that. care less. He did do that. I care what he looks like in the playoffs, and if he wins us a playoff game, like he w- specifically wins us a playoff game. You know what he didn't do? He lost you a playoff game, that's Looked for good sure. Yeah. At all. Yeah. We'll and get so, to the Cowboys in a second. Anyway. But the question the question I asked our Cowboys friends who have talked about it or anyone who's talked about it, what's the better option? We're not not to blow it up. It's a right? different question with Tua than with Dak, though. The question remains. I I'm not sure that there is a quarterback available, right? Like at, like that we know is gonna be available that's better than Tua. Kirk Cousins. I would take Kirk Cousins over to it. What, but if, that's what if Minnesota keeps him? They might. He said he wants to stay there. So They'll draft a, draft one of those quarterbacks that are like fourth or fifth in the second round and have them play behind Kirk. Yeah. Um, he can mold J.J. McCarthy into his... Ugh. Do what he can. can Supposedly, he's going to go in the top like 20 picks. I, I, I'll put money down right now says he doesn't. Okay. Um, last Chiefs thought I said it when to open it up. Rasheed Rice looked really damn good. Fantastic. He had like 130 yards and yeah. a touchdown, um, which is so funny because when they took him in the second round, there were a lot of good receivers left on the board, and I was like, "Here we go again, another Sky Moore situation." Wrong. Nope. Sky Moore is terrible, and he's good at football. Big, so good. big difference there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty big difference. Big difference. But we're seeing the Chiefs move on. Uh, Patrick Mahomes will be playing his first road game, road playoff game, as an NFL quarterback against the Bills. So, Yeah, that'll be a good game. Um, dude, it feels like almost every single quarterback taken in the first like four rounds this year was good, except for Quentin Johnston. Wide receiver. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Receiver. Like, all of them. Yeah. Showed something. And then Quentin Johnson was Quentin Johnson. It's weird that when you have a big guy that can't catch the football, that he's not a good receiver. So, uh, Tom Telesco skated by for a long time drafting the uh, height, weight, speed guys. And the Chargers always won, like, eight to ten games. Yep. And a lot of those guys did not work out. Um, and they always fizzled out in the playoffs. Finally got fired this offseason. Uh, more relating to our podcast, do you know who else drafts a lot of height, weight, speed guys? I'd love for you to tell me. Trent Baalke. Trent Baalke loves his athletes. He does. Why do you think we took Trayvon Walker, number one? Yeah. Who 
remains a terrible first overall pick. I did not realize how poor Trent Baalke's tenure was as the Niners GM. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It was really good for the four years that John Harbaugh... Jim. Jim. Jim Harbaugh. I always get them confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but before and after, phew. Terrible. It's like, it's like the worst period of Niners football ever. Yeah. So. How do you get the job? Oh. Oh. Shad Khan is a businessman and a genius. Loves it. He seems a mustache, though. Yeah. Loves the city of London. He does. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, we were talking about it a second ago. The first Sunday game was Cowboys-Packers. Um, Packers walloped them. They did. Like, it wasn't even close. We, at, at, right before halftime, before the Cowboys got their first touchdown, the, uh, the best Twitter account, which... Track Scorigami uh-huh. um, tweeted out that the best, that the most likely Scorigami to be reached was 50 to 0. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was 27 to 0 right before it was half. 27 time. to 0, and then they scored 7. So the most likely Scorigami at half was almost 50 to 0. Um, <laughs> we didn't even end up getting a Scorigami. We were close. 48 to 38 would have done it. It was very close. Yeah, our buddy Connor's going to just love this conversation. He messed up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just like, it was so atrocious from the get go. And it was enjoyable from a couple of standpoints, right? It kept on showing Mike McCarthy, it did, which was hilarious. And he looked so lost. <laughs> hilarious. He was just standing with his little folded up piece of paper. Look around. Hilarious. He thought he was going to get fired. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, Dak looked lost. CD. Dak and CD, like, from the get-go. Like, yeah. after the first problem, it looked like they were done, like, defeated. Yeah. CD, it was kind of appalling seeing CD react that way so quickly. Oh, my so God, it quickly. was awful. It was very, it was shocking. After the season he's had, I, I don't know. It was very weird to he see. He just it. had the best Cowboys wide receiver season ever. Mm-hmm. The best season in Cowboys wide receiver history, which is insane to yeah, think about with how receivers. many good receivers they've had and like you said he dropped two passes on the opening drive yep and it was like he was done then Dak started forcing him the ball and that's when the game got out of hand is when the Dak threw a pick six to Rasul Douglas yep. he jumped in front of Dak was looking at CD the whole time because he was trying to get that connection going which is fair that's the only way that the Cowboys were going to get back into that game. And everyone on the field knew what he was going to do. Pick six, 27-0, game's over, essentially. Yeah. People did start circulating the screenshot of Jags 27-0 in the playoffs last year. Yeah. And uh, actually, the announcers were talking about it, and I was just like, that's a one of one thing. Like which the is Cowboys a, are getting stomped on. Here. Which anytime we bring up that comeback, I have to bring up two things. One, Oscar left at halftime. I did. Hey, you're welcome. And you, I can't even. I'm. I can't be mad about it. You should be mad about it because you missed watching me watch that. I did. Yeah, which sucks. Which, if you ask any of the guys that were in that room, I don't get that excited a lot watching football. Yeah. I was in rare form that day. Yeah. Second, just a, just like go back and watch the compilation of us all of our scores coming back in that game. 
and listen to Al Michaels. <laughs> it fucking it blew. Yeah. He didn't care at all. He there's no enthusiasm in his voice. Even when even when we tie the game or once we get up, he does not care even a little bit. Yeah, that man's been washed for several it years sucked. now. Yeah, it sucked. But Amazon's paying him a ton of money, so yeah. he'll, anyway. he'll keep going. Anyway, Cowboys Packers. Um, Jordan Jordan, Love? He looks great. So I think I'm ready to say that the top 10 NFL quarterbacks added two this year to that conversation. Um, I'm fine to put CJ in there. Jordan Love has only looked good for like eight games. So I won't. Okay. CJ did it for longer. CJ did it for pretty much the entire season. Yeah. Jordan Love looked bad the first six games. Yeah. And he looked good the last eight. Give him a season. Okay. Give him a season. I'm trying my best, like I said last week, uh, to keep to keep in mind that middle area. You know, I talk about how everyone is either, like, the best or just, like, a terrible get them off my team and how every almost everyone's in the in-between. Yeah. I'm trying my best to live by that. Fair. And Jordan Love is in the in-between right now. He looked really good, though. He looked so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, hard not to. The... Dude, the Cowboys defense. So, this, okay. The, we were, our friends were complaining about not firing McCarthy. Yeah. And then we got into this whole thing. I can't help but, like, poke it. I, I couldn't help but text back at these. Of course not. And I was texting, like, I don't know, guys. Like, at the end of the day, we're still the Cowboys one. But also, like. At any point in this game, I don't. I didn't really think about McCarthy like once. Like I wasn't. My biggest problem was not with our play calling. No, um, play calling was not bad. Um, I think my issue with McCarthy, which is something that you had to say about D'Amico Ryan's earlier this season, is can you prove that you can come back into a game? Yeah. And the Cowboys never, for a second, looked like they cared enough to come into that game. Yeah, and and um, which is on the coach. Our friend Wyatt came back. At me and was like, I don't know. We have top end talent everywhere, so and and we lose in big games. So yeah, I was thinking about coaching, and I was like, I don't. We have top end talent that did nothing. Yeah, Micah and Dak were really bad. Dak was really bad. CD gave up on the game immediately. Micah was not that good. Our defense, who has been really good, and Dan Quinn, who's supposedly getting head coaching now, which is a terrible. He is. He's getting interviews. Twenty eight to three, guys. He's. Not a good head coach. Anyway. Oh, shit. That was him. Uh-huh. He's not a good head coach. Anyway, um, like, our players didn't show up. Effort on the defense was terrible. Yeah. Like, like no one on that team wanted to play football, except for freaking, uh, uh, what's-his-face that plays tight end for us? Uh, uh, Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson. Yeah. You know. Made some great catches. Yeah, he was pretty good out there. But um, and he had, like, three touchdowns. Um, I... A, a lot of very smart football people. Sure. Yeah, a lot of very smart football people that I follow have been tweeting all season about how the Cowboys' defense is fraudulent and yeah. built on to- turnover luck and having the best or top three defensive player in in football. Yeah, Michael Parsons is so good. De- Demarcus Lawrence is really good, and they had a lot of turnover luck, and that did not happen on Saturday on Sunday. Nope, and the Cowboys got. Worked. Um, 
apparently they're just going to try and run it back for another year. This kind of happened a couple of years in a row, though, where our defense has started off like on a tear, like looking really good, and then as the year goes on, it just doesn't look that good. And um, Quinn. He should be a head coach, though. Honestly, please, take him. Go be a head coach somewhere. We have all this top-end talent. Coaching's the issue. I think that I think that he will be let go of if he does not get a head coaching job somewhere because M- Mike McCarthy's got to push a button somewhere and it's not going to be play calling. Yeah, Jerry's just going to run it back. <laughs> Speaking of Jerry running it back, Ben Solak wrote a wrote a very good piece for the Ringer today about Jerry Jones's issue and how he is a general manager, and most general managers that are cautious are scared of losing their job. Yeah. He does not have to worry about losing his job, so he should be the most liberal general manager in football, yeah. and he's not because 10-win seasons are really good for money. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. I. It, it's. It seems um, ridiculous to me to think that a coaching change is going to fix our problems. I agree with that statement. However, you got to shake something up. Yeah. And Dak is locked in for another I, I year. I think McCarthy should have gotten fired. I, I should say that. Okay. But frankly, that the fact that he's not does not change much for me. Like, our offense was good this year. Like, and that, you know, he was calling the plays on that. And yeah, we can't come back from a, a game, but maybe I'm just like, so downtrodden from going from Jason Garrett for a decade to now this. Hey, at um, least Jason Garrett was con- constant nine win seasons. McCarthy's been constant twelve win seasons. True. So improvement somewhere. I don't know. We, uh, here's a question: What if Dak's a loser? <laughs> I don't. What I'm if CD Lamb's a loser? I'm not ready to have. What this if Michael Parsons is a loser? I'm not, I'm not ready to have this conversation. They wear the star on their helmet, so yeah. That trash. There is a lot of talent on this team. Yeah. And I think that a new, like, someone new in the building would help a lot. Sure. But I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. That it's been, it's been the track record for several years in a row now. Embarrassing levels of effort. In yeah. huge moments. Yeah. And, like, I mean, Dak especially, but most of our great players. Just not showing up when it actually matters. A 12-win season is great. Being the second seed is great. You set us well, set us up well to play against the Packers, who were much better than. And then you get stomped by them because they actually want to win. Again, I think that's coaching. I think that, Matt, Lafo- Matt LaFleur is a great coach. Yes. A lot, a lot is on those guys for sure, but a new face would have been the way that I would have taken it if I was the Cowboys owner. But yeah. 12 wins are 12 wins. I guarantee you the Cowboys will have 10-plus wins next year. So, Next game was uh, Sunday night was... Oh, is that the Rams and Lions? Rams-Lions, which was the most competitive game of the weekend. It was a great game. Really um, good game. Ended up being a one-point game. Yeah, 24-23. Um, Sean McVay was way too conservative to end that game, and that's yeah. why they lost. Um, which is surprising. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I always assume that the, uh, after a game, I'm not going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, Sean McVay really kind of screwed that up. I think you'd be more surprised than you think. Him and Shanahan are the two, like, wonderkind, 
offensive. They're they're the modern NFL offense. Sure. But in crucial situations, time and time again, these guys have been pretty conservative and it's lost some games. Meanwhile, fucking fifty year old former tight end Dan Campbell is just fake punting his way to the Super Bowl. Which is so. awesome. Biting people's kneecaps off. Yeah. Oh. Um Yeah, it was a great game. Glad the Lions won. Me too, man. Um, City of Detroit deserved that. Thirty five years since their last playoff game. Oh boy. Playoff win, sorry. Playoff win, yeah. They've lost some games. Um, Matthew Stafford looked pretty good. Jared Goff was out there. Um, I think the true story of this game is that the Rams youth caught up to him. A lot of those guys had never, I mean, a lot of them were rookies, had never seen game situations like that. And you could see that the Lions, who also a pretty young team, had experience. Puka, though. Pretty good. Still pretty good at football. Keep <laughs> it uh, on the big stage. I'm still so mad at myself. Like I kick myself every time I open the sleeper app because I dropped. I had him on my dynasty team. Yeah. And I dropped him to make room for like Rico Dowdle or something, sure. something like that. So. Yeah, it was a good move at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, oh boy. So yeah, happy for the Lions. I. They play the Bucks this week, right? Yep. They're going to lose to Baker because they're the Lions. That would be hilarious. Uh, so a couple years back, we had that. It was the four quarterbacks left meme, and it was like Brady and then... It was Brady, Bortles, Foles, Foles, and Cousins. No, uh, Keenum. And Keenum. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what the NFC looks like right now. It would be hilarious if Baker Mayfield was, and the Bucks went to the NFC Championship. Yeah. Against the Packers. It's so it's Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, and Baker Mayfield. Maybe we should get rid of Dak. Maybe the Keys don't have a quarterback. Meanwhile, the AFC matchup, it's Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson versus CJ Stroud. Yeah. Someone said um the Ringer Fantasy Football guys were saying that. Those two, the AFC matchups are like the like superhero movie, like focused on one guy. Yep. Meanwhile, the NFC playoffs are like just a ninety minute rom com. Like the whole cast is great. You're in and you're out. Just a good football team. Yep. Which is perfect. Um, speaking of, uh, we just talked about Baker. Well, talked about Josh Allen too. Uh, the Monday games were not super exciting. No. The no. Bills, the Bills kicked the shit out of the Steelers, which was to be expected. Steelers kind of came back for a second, yeah. but it it was not. Oh, man. And then the, uh, it didn't get any better because the Eagles just imploded. The, the Cowboys fans caught shit for a day yep. from the entire internet. And then the Eagles lost that bad. And then it was like, huh, you guys too. Yeah. Oh my God. What's what is Philly gonna do, man? They have to fire Sirianni, right? They they haven't yet, but Cowboys they Cowboys had to fire McCarthy. Right, but they've made the announcement that they're not doing that. The Eagles have not. Yeah. I. What are they gonna do with Hurts, man? He can be fixed. He was hurt the whole season. The offense was really poor. 
I I still believe in Jalen Hurts. They don't have Kelsey anymore to do their little toothbrush. Right. That's I think that's the biggest news of the week. Jason Kelsey retired. Yep. Um, um should put this out there. Screw Jason Kelsey. I'm glad he's out of the NFL. Fuck him. I'm so hurt right now. Everyone's just... everyone's such a big old Jason Kelsey guy. Everyone loves the big fat bearded dude. Sexiest man of the year runner-up. Well, that was bullshit. But Have you ever heard what that man had to say about Jacksonville? I have not. He shat on the city. He shat on the fans. Well, He said, if you're playing there, you're playing for nothing. Nobody cares. Something wow. along those lines. That's not exactly verbatim, but that's what he said. That's tough. I did not know. So, screw that. him. Okay. Get out of the league. <laughs> Loser. He is a first ballot... Hall of Fame center, which is like something you never say. No. He did um, get his back blown out by Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, though, yeah. which made me happy. Okay. He's fine. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he, that was a one-off thing that he just said. But it has to be said that he taken swings at Jacksonville for no reason. Yeah. Not a division rival. wonder what prompted that. He was. They were talking about other cities that you play in. He was, I think he was going on about something about why he loves playing in Philly because people really love it and use Jacksonville as an example of nobody caring what they do. Anyway, he's gone. That's a huge blow to the Eagles. Sure is. Tush push no longer. They'll still do it, but like he was the dude. So they drafted last year Cam Jurgens in the second round, and that was like Kelsey picked him and was like he should be the heir apparent. And he started at guard the whole year and was yep. pretty good. So they have a center coming in. And we'll see about Lane Johnson. I kind of expected him to retire also. Yep. Them do like a – they've played together forever. Um, Fletcher Cox is getting close. They've got a lot of vets that they're they're going to lose either this year or next. And also the vibes on the team are so bad. A.J. Brown. He's gone. He's leaving. He, I am confident that he's leaving. They're, they're odds up right now for his next team, and the Texans are number one. Really? Yeah, which I don't know how I feel about that. What do you mean? You want A.J. Brown? I would love A.J. Brown, the player. This is now two teams. He's kind of, well, I don't know what happened. In the Titans thing was weird. Yeah, that they, got they, they didn't him. want to pay him. So that, was, that one was weird. Uh, this one, though, he's not happy. Weird vibes. Also... We'll talk about this more over the course of the offseason. I am comfortable now with Nico Collins and Tank Dell being our 1A and 1B. Sure. A guy like A.J. Brown would come in and be the one for yep. sure, and those guys in the 2A, 2B would be great. Yep. Um, but there are a lot of other positions on the Texans that need improvements. So. I'm all for stacking hats on hats. Okay. I'm a big fan of the teams that say, our edge rushing unit is really good. Let's add a freaking great edge rusher to it. Okay. I like teams that say, hey, we got a great wide receiver core. I expect Let's it. add a guy to it. Because. I expect that they'll add a guy. I just do. don't need it. We also have, we have Tank Dell coming off of a major injury. Yeah. Both of, I mean, he's he just finished his rookie season. Yeah. Like, Tank Dell is far from a sure thing to continue being a freaking stud. Nico Collins, I'm bought in on. He's okay. really good at football. But Tank Dell, like, there's a ton of question marks there. Okay, we can talk about this later. This is team building stuff. If you can get AJ Brown, I you I think you go get AJ Brown. Receivers are very important. Agreed. 
that's a lot of money and another probably first round pick, maybe two, to make that happen. So maybe. I'm I'm not sure that the Texans are at that stage yet, but yeah. obviously if that happened, I'm not gonna hate it. Sure, it's AJ Brown, top five receiver in the league. And then you probably. can trade him for like an aging running back to the uh, from the Cardinals or something like that. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so I am. I will say last thought. Sure. So we really don't need to talk anymore about the Bills Steelers game. No, no. There's Tomlin, not much to discuss. Tomlin did say he's back. He was on the last year of his contract this year. Yeah, I don't know why he would leave. Frankly, like he's got so, he's so made there. He's so good. Like, yeah, he's great. And he's like, he he probably freaking runs Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. So Steelers fans do not know how lucky they have it. Sure, it has been disappointing in the playoffs for like eight years or so yep. now. A whole lot of mid. Winning 10 games every year. A whole lot of mid, but no bad. No bad. And we live in the bad. Sure We're too. all bad all we the like time. The pain. Yeah. yeah, they don't know how lucky they have it. Um,. <laughs> I will say, last thought on the Eagles, my Sirianni was a Steichen merchant f- take from like week three or four. Looking good. Held water. Looking good, yeah. He'll, he'll be gone. I'm sure he will. Man. The the tough guy, all vibes, no coaching thing only works when you're winning. Nice to see the Eagles imploding a little bit, though. For sure, yeah. And I'd be, you know, I don't know. And I'm not even, like, I'm not a Dallas sports fan, so I don't have the same hatred towards Philly that other people do. But, yeah. They're one of the most easily hateable. I mean, Dallas fans are, too, but Philly. Anyway. So that was the wild card round, the super wild card round. Super wild card round. Um, Not a whole lot of good games. Um, no. Some exciting stuff, though. Some exciting stuff. Some some really good developments as far as the Texans are. Yeah, I feel like this is al- almost always how the wild card plays yeah. out, though. There's usually one, maybe two good games. And, and you we figure got the, out... We got the Rams-Lions game, and then we got some fireworks elsewhere, some fireworks from the Texans, and like that's enough. Yeah. That's it. Usually, the divisional round is the best round of the playoffs. Yeah. Which you can't say about any other sport. I don't know. The conference championships are, might be my favorite. Yeah. It's a, it's a toss-up. It's, it's between, somewhere in there. Yeah. It's definitely not the Super Bowl. It's definitely not the wild card round. Yeah. It's like super wild card. <laughs> Usually, in other sports, like in every other sport that I care about, I would say, yeah, the World Series, yeah, the NBA Finals. It's not that way in football, though. But it's not a series in football. Half the time we get to the Super Bowl, it's like, all right, these aren't even the best teams anymore. Like, yeah, okay, there are injuries the in the playoffs. Rams, Bengals, Super Bowl. Yeah, anyone think that those are the best teams? No way. No, probably was, not. I really enjoyed that Super Bowl. It's though. Good Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's get into this week's games. Um, let's start with the Packers Niners because that one's pretty quick, probably. Yeah. I think that... It's the one seed versus the seven seed. That's tough. First time. Yeah. This is the first time a seven seed has won. Yeah, so, in the wild card round. Go Cowboys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that some people have gotten... Some people have tried to be like, oh, they're frisky. The Niners are going are gonna to win. They're going to win for sure. And I think the Packers could put up a fight, but 
being frisky only goes so far. Having a good coach only goes so far. Here, here's how I, here's exactly how I think the game goes. Okay. Niners go up 14-0. Okay. Game is over. Packers end up putting up 17 points across the next, like, two, three quarters. But there's a 14-point gap, basically. Give or take a couple of points the rest of the way. That's how I think it's actually going to play out. Okay. Yeah, that's probably not the worst bet. Um, the Packers are just straight up outmatched. They are, yeah, they, pretty they much every position. They they do have... said that last week, but... For sure so, could have said who that knows? last week. Who knows? A couple um, of Brock Purdy mistakes and... Yeah, I will say I trust Kyle Shanahan to attack the weak spots in the Packers' defense way more than I do uh, Mike McCarthy. Fair. And the Cowboys had one, maybe two answers, being CeeDee Lamb and Jake Ferguson. Um, and the Niners' offense is like a all-star team. Yeah, so. it's like the Monstars. Yeah. I think <clears throat> that they're severely outmatched. They... They do have a lot of good vibes. Jordan loves playing the best football of his career. Matt Lafleur is a genius, but I think I think it's a pretty. It's nice. like when uh, the when Wiley Coyote runs into a brick wall that's painted like a like, <laughs> like a, a tunnel or something like that. <laughs> like he thinks he's about to catch the road runner. Here we go, bam, smack into a wall. That was a good impression. Thanks. Um, next game. Should we just go other NFC game? Bucks Lions. Bucks Lions. I already said I thought I already said the Bucks are going to win because it's the Lions, and it'd be hilarious for fate to put Baker Mayfield and the Bucks in the uh, conference uh, conference championships. Also, to just put it in your face for saying that they were the worst team left in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but the Lions are probably going to win. I would be. I would genuinely be pretty shocked if they didn't. And again, I think it's Jared Goff mistakes that would do. Oh, for sure. I think one of these quarterbacks is going to have a bad game. Yeah. Baker, Jared, and that'll decide the game. Baker looked great last week against... He did. The Eagles defense might as well not even be on the field, though. Yeah, they were the worst defense in the NFL from, like, week 10 on. Matt Patricia, baby. Yeah. Um, So I... I do think the Lions win, but I think it's going to be close. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. The Lions just have such good vibes and are also really good at football. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't realize. I thought Jamison Williams had a much better season than he did. No, 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 no. He was, he, he had like got used barely yards. at all. Yeah. yeah, he used barely at all, and he had a couple of injuries too. But, yeah, suspension early. From the last couple of weeks things have looked really good not from a yardage or catching ball perspective but he's super bought into the team okay he's been blocking a ton and like actually going out there and blocking and yeah like he that. does he's on the field a lot more and um now. if he's willing to do that he's bought into the team yeah that's fair and that's a that's like the biggest that's what i want to see from a player who's got some question marks as far as like off the field stuff yeah. and like does he even care and yeah. all that stuff? So, I still got faith in Jameson Williams. Is he ever going to be that? Is that ceiling ever going to come into play? Probably not. But yeah. he's a good player. Yeah, and I I just can't see myself not getting bought in playing for Dan Campbell. And Amon Ross, oh good. 
Yeah. Really good. And freaking uh, Laportley. Laporta Potty Sam. Love him. I don't have him anywhere, and it sucks. I know, it sucks. I don't know how I didn't, because his name alone. But I don't, and it sucks, and I love him to death. The Bucks do have, like, 20 starters from their Super Bowl year. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them on defense. A lot on defense. And the defense has been playing really well recently. Playing well, yeah. I told Connor McGillan this, because he's a Bucks fan. I would feel so much more confident about the Bucks' future moving forward if their offensive coordinator and head coach were flipped. So if Dave Canales was their head coach and Todd Bowles was their DC, this team, I, I think the vibes would just be better because they know that they have that offense set. Yeah. And Todd Bowles is a hell of a defensive coordinator. It sucks that the, it sucks that coaches never make the move from head coach to coordinator of that same team. Like, it doesn't happen. It makes sense because, like, they had all the power and it's a demotion, but, like... There are so many situations where, like, they're a really good coordinator and you can just bump them down. Yeah. Okay, it's probably a pride thing. Definitely coaches. a pride thing. But Definitely. It sucks. Yeah. Anyway, I. Any other any last thoughts on Bucks Lions before we move on to the next one? No, let's let's hit the AFC. Better games. Supposedly. Supposedly, one of these games is gonna suck. And I. Th- I have a feeling I know which one it's going to be. but It's probably Bill's Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. It's always sucked, historically speaking. Um, I think the Bills win. It's in Orchard Park. Yep. Is that what their stadium is called? That's what the town's called. Is it really? Yeah. Orchard Park. It's like, a, it's like how Arlington is. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's a funny story about that uh, when I saw Taylor Swift... Yeah. Every time she talked about, every time she goes to a city, she's like, Austin, so good to see you tonight. Every time she talked about, because it was in Cowboys Stadium, she was like, Arlington, Texas, I'm here. And I was like, just say Dallas, man. Arlington. (laughs) Just say Dallas. Like everyone at this stadium came in from Dallas. (laughs) I like that. I like that. She's specific. Yeah. Um, She cares. Um, Easy. Let's go. Let's go. Tech, uh, let's go. Bills. Chiefs. First. I think the Bills win. I. I can't. I can't see the Chiefs. The corpse of the Chiefs, drag itself, from game to game anymore. They've got you just where they want just, you. I can't. If the Chiefs win and it's like a shootout and it's like thirty-five to thirty-three. Fine, but I swear, if it's like a seventeen to fourteen ugly game, and the Chiefs win, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs lost any love that I had for them when they started. Yes. Agreed. Bitching and moaning. Agreed. When things started going a little bit wrong for them. Agreed. Especially Pat. Lost a lot of respect for them, for sure. Um, I still think they win. The Chiefs do? Yeah. It's uh, it's it's just their nature, man. It's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. This, like I said, Patrick Mahomes' first ever game as a road quarterback in the playoffs. 
in his career. Um, I just can't. So the the two big questions, like the Ringer Fantasy Football guys did a the clinch factor. Yes, I listened. To this you part. heard this, yeah. And I think the two biggest questions, the two biggest players facing adversity, teams facing adversity this weekend, mm-hmm. is Josh Allen. Because if not now, when? The Bills have been yeah. have been chosen as the Chiefs' adversary, and every time they play, they lose. Oh, and two in the playoffs. Obviously, there was the the thirteen second game that plays a lot into that. They yeah, probably well, should have won that game, but should would have could have should have played defense. They they let the Chiefs score with thirteen seconds left. But the other big question that's being faced is Lamar Jackson. Yep, because he has not won a game in the playoffs yet. Is he one three? Maybe. Let me cut up while we're talking Chiefs, Bills. But I think he's one and three. So those are the two, both in the AFC. Yes. Both quarterbacks slash teams facing a lot of questions. And uh, Josh Allen, I mean, elite athlete, really, really fun to watch. Maybe the most fun player to watch in the NFL right now. But. If you can't beat the Chiefs, especially on a down year. Lamar Jackson has one playoff win against Tennessee. And uh, he played poorly. 179 yards passing, no touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. And they won. Huh. Yeah. And then they lost to Buffalo right after that. But he does not have a good playoff game. Yeah, so facing facing some criticism this yep. playoffs. He's a playoff loser. Much like Dak Prescott. You said it, not me. You said it, not me. Um, I, as far as the Ravens-Texans game goes, I will say this right now. I'll say it. I'll say it because I know you won't. Texans win this game. Yeah, I will not say that. Lamar Jackson's a playoff loser. Texans win this game. I'm excited, man. I mean, I've been saying this for like eight weeks now, but the Texans are playing with house money. Like, whatever happens, going to be okay. Sure. But. But you're here now. You never know how long the window's open, and we're here now. We are nine and a half point underdogs. The game's in Baltimore. I think there's like 20 mile an hour wins projected. But who knows? Jaguars were there last year. Almost beat the Chiefs. Probably if they had played it good at all, should have beaten the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs tried to give that game away. year later, look where we are. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Texans win this game. Texans win 28 to 25. Oof. Barn burner. Kind of a weird one. That is a weird one. How often do we see 25? 25. I don't even know how you get there. Twenty. Uh, of, it's it's three touchdowns, goals. two safeties. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> three touchdowns, two safeties. Three touchdowns, two missed extra points, a field goal, and... Uh, no, three missed extra points, a field goal, and two safeties. That's how they're going to get there. Wow. Kaimi's just going to be totally off on the field. Well, it is. It is points. 20 miles an hour wins. 
But you, uh, you were talking about the Ravens scoring 25, not the Texans, so. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Justin Tucker, even weirder. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. In all reality, the this is like... This is like what we talked about with the Niners and the Packers. The vibes are great on the Texans, and they're playing really well right now. But they are outmatched in almost every single facet. Almost, I will say, almost. big big news today. Neither Marlon Humphrey nor Mark Andrews is playing for the Ravens this week, and they're like two of their five best players. Yes. I, I care more about the Marlon Humphrey thing only because Mark Andrews just like hasn't been there. Right. And they're used to that. Yeah. Isaiah Likely's pretty good. Like they they know how their offense is working without Mark Andrews. Yes. Marlon Humphrey is really good and he's been there and he's not gonna be there. That's a big It's a big loss. The defense is still really good. It's still super good. And it's quarterbacked um, by Roquan. Yeah. Who's just a stud. Insane. What a good ad that was. Yeah. From the Bears. They the didn't Bears, even trade that much. He is a linebacker, but... The Bears got a second-round pick for him yeah. and decided that that meant that they could trade their second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Mapletron. So they got the... <laughs> they traded a better second-round pick and Roquan Smith for Chase Claypool and a worse second-round pick. And their second-round pick went to the Steelers who drafted Joey Porter Jr. with that, and he might win Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's super good. Yeah. So. Go Bears! <laughs> tough. Um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of hope going into the Browns game. I thought that that was going to be a lot closer than I think that this game is going to be in my head. But who knows? I mean, C.J. Stroud is playing incredible football right now. Yeah. D'Amico Ryans is coaching the hell out of that defense. We are one playing of the, a lot better since I think like week ten or week twelve. Small sample size, like six games. Right. The Texans are one of the better defenses in the league in a lot of metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Stingley, Stingley is playing looked really good super last week. Well, yeah, shut really Mari good. Cooper down. He followed Amari Cooper pretty much the whole game. Yeah. Um, I don't think he got a single catch on him. Yeah. So. Haters will say Amari was hurt going into that game. But they're haters. I thought you were going to call yourself a hater there. I am a little bit. He was actually hurt, but I don't think it affected. I think he still would have gotten shut down by Sting. Yeah. He was playing really well. Um, well, Anderson and Jonathan Grenard are getting healthier by the week. Yep. Uh, the only player that's going to miss for the Texans as of right now is Jerry Hughes. And that's our third ed- edge rusher, which that's sucks. Fine. But that's a loss we can take. Yeah. It's um, certainly not one that... It's not a it's not a loss that's gonna affect the winner the winning or losing of this game. No, that's for sure. No, it just stinks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Texans are good, man. For now. I, Give them one off season, though. <laughs> yeah, fine, I uh, I mean, so the the big everyone loving on D'Amico this week was before Christian Harris's pick mic'd up caught D'Amico saying this is going to be a play called on this drive if they get this look stay stay solid in your feet when the ball is hiked yep wait a couple seconds jump out in front of the tight end you will get a pick and that is exactly what happened yep also I don't know if it was like 10 or 12 years ago to that day D'Amico got a pick off of Joe Flacco in a game um 
on the on, in the year that they went to win the Super Bowl, I think the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens yeah. did. Yeah, I think that was the same year. Yeah, so maybe not to the day, but ten or twelve years ago, it probably was. It, it might have been in the playoffs, and then the Ravens. No, because D'Amico was on the Eagles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so still pretty cool. Um, D'Amico is again just has changed the vibes of Houston. He's done a really good job this year. Um, and a lot of the questions I had about question marks I had about him through a lot of the early season stuff like that have been answered pretty yeah. well. So um, took a while for the the defense to change, but I've I've heard a lot of people say that de- like defensive units and the offensive line are the things that you need to give time, yeah. especially when it's a lot of change. Give time to bunch of young guys. You know, it makes sense that it would take the better part of a season to get it all functioning properly. Um, I mean, I'm already on cloud nine. That being was, said, next season, when the Jaguars put up like 40 on you, on you guys' foreheads, uh-huh. 40 to 10, that's the score of the first game we play next season. Guaranteeing we'll it. We'll see. Put it down. Um, I'm already on cloud nine. Going to that game with my dad was just incredible. Yeah, for real. If we were to make it to our first conference championship game in franchise history I don't know what I'll be doing don't know it's a possibility that's all that matters you gonna go We're fly here. out to Buffalo no <laughs> could be fun <laughs> I, I gotta go see a game in Buffalo in or- at Orchard Park yeah at some point in my life conference championship where your team's playing ain't the worst way I would think about it for sure. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. You go to Kansas City either, it's going to be negative 40. No, it's colder in Kansas City than it is in Orchard Park. Uh, There's just more snow in Buffalo. Right. Which is weird. Someone explain that to me. They're on the coast, so there's more. No, explain why Kansas City's colder, though. Midwest, baby. Just flat. Wind can pick up speed. Yeah. So that's that's this next round of the playoffs. Um, should be should be a fun one. Yeah. Shil Kapadia was on Mina Kimes this week and said that he would put money on either Stroud or Love still being in the playoffs after this week. And th- those are the two heavy favorite games going yep. the other way. Um, could be fun. Football is weird. There's going to be an up- upset somewhere. There's no way that we go into next week with a Niners, Lions, Ravens. I guess the who's Bills favorite? are favored. Bills are favored. Home. Ravens, Bills. That's that is not gonna happen. I think that might happen. It ain't gonna happen. No. We way. saw the big upsets last. No week. way, no how, dude. Okay. Well, when it's Baker versus Jordan Love for the NFC title, and both of us are just. So angry because neither of our franchises has a has a uh, conference championship under their belt, and Baker or Jordan Love are about to do it, or Brock Purdy or Jared Goff. Yeah, but that's I don't know. I can swallow those. Fair. I can swallow. Them. All right, let's get I think out of that'll here. That'll do it. A, an hour and twenty minute podcast. No, none of our segments about the Jaguars. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, Jags are in the midst of hiring a new defensive coordinator. I sent Sam some stuff about it this week. 
I've liked all the candidates that they brought in. Yeah, they're all fun. So. We haven't, we didn't get to, we haven't um, interviewed Ishira ever. From, no. Yeah. I told, my big bone to pick right now is, uh, I think it's stupid that teams can block their coordinators from, from interviewing. And the rule is that if they, if they, if the interview is for a higher level position, like yeah, if we if bring a, court, a promotion for a head coach, some like they can't block it. But if we're going to bring in Carolina's DC for, as our DC, they can block it. And that's really, that's really fucking stupid. Every man should be able to decide if he wants to take a better opportunity. Fair. Why is it different in the NFL? It's super weird. And it doesn't know. make a whole lot of sense. And if you're so bad that your DC doesn't want to stick around, kind of your fault. Yeah. If, if Tepper's come in and screwed this whole thing up so poorly that the only good coach in the organization wants to get the hell out of there, that's on you, dude. Fair. <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of here. Thanks. Uh, we had sporadic listeners throughout... So thanks to everyone who's kind enough to stop by. Um, thanks to the people out in Sam's dining room for probably providing some background noise to this podcast. Most definitely. Um, thanks to CJ Stroud and Amika Ryans. Make my week better pretty much every week. Thank you to Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. Thank you to Blake Bortles. Jeff Driscoll started a game this year. Yep. I got sent a TikTok, all, all Blick Bordo clips. Hell yeah. And it was, all, it was all good, like, incredible throws and stuff like that. And my first, my first, the thing I clocked right at the beginning was we were getting killed in every single one of those games. Yes. But it'd be a sick-ass throw. <laughs> yeah, because you'd get down and then he'd be like, fuck it. There you go. Yeah. <sighs> Miss him. Thank you to Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns. What a name. Yeah. That's all I got. Uh, thank my, you, Oscar. My weird Texan shout-out will be thank you, Kiki Kuti. Yeah, miss him. Didn't he play quarterback? No. Somewhere? What What receiver am I thinking of that the Texans had? Braxton Miller. That's the one. Yeah. yeah the spin move. Spin move. Yeah. All right. Thanks, uh... Yeah, that's enough thank yous. Thanks to Sam. Thank you for being a great co host. Yeah. It's a joy. And thanks to the listeners, as always, for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.